Hey there, lads and lasses. Welcome to episode five of the Stick to Syracuse podcast. As you can tell by my bad Irish accent, it's St. Patrick's week. We're going to be talking about Irish traditions, Irish pubs, and hear from very colorful Irish fella, Peter Coleman from Coleman's Authentic Irish Pub and David Hoyne of Kitty Hoynes in downtown Syracuse will join us today. You'll also hear from Jess Brown, the lead singer of Root Shock. If you've got the winter blues, listen to some of their music for just a few minutes and it'll take you to a warmer place. The most anticipated restaurant opening in Syracuse, New York. That's how one local news station described the Golden Corral opening. My Syracuse.com colleague, Katrina Tullock, and I will riff on that, what to do and what not to do at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and when we as hardened Central New Yorkers can officially be sick of the snow. Hey, how'd you get here to episode five of the Stick to Syracuse podcast? Did you find us on Syracuse.com or social media? That's fantastic. Let me remind you, though, you can subscribe to make sure you get new episodes automatically downloaded wherever you listen to your podcasts. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Google Play. Just hit that subscribe button. Don't even have to worry about it. New episodes will show up soon. Well, what do you say we get this Irish party started? Just Joe, be playing the theme song, will you? Behind SU Sports, snowstorm weather we pose. Stick to Syracuse today. Soft potatoes, high top dogs, dynasty barbecue all year long. Stick to Syracuse today. It's raining, it's snowing, it don't know where it's going. Stick to Syracuse today. Ladies and gentlemen, your host of Stick to Syracuse, Brett X! Do you have a favorite St. Patrick's Day tradition in Syracuse? Maybe you go to the parade. Maybe you put a little more Irish music on. Maybe you get a shamrock shake at McDonald's. Whatever that tradition may be, stop on Tip Hill on Syracuse's west side. At Coleman's Authentic Irish Pub or at Kitty Hoynes in downtown Syracuse could be in your near future. I spoke with Peter Coleman, the very colorful owner of Coleman's Authentic Irish Pub, and David Hoyne, the owner of Kitty Hoynes, now celebrating 20 years in downtown Syracuse, about St. Patrick's Day, Irish traditions, what makes a true authentic Irish pub. There is a rich heritage here, you know, as well, heading back to the 1800s. Um, whether it's, you know, people that moved over during the famine times, you know, settled here, worked on the canal to maintain it, um, you know, working at the, at the uh, quarry, uh, different things, you know, the salt mines, everything, you know. And uh, today, when you look at, you know, we have a mayor who has an Irish background, obviously. Being Irish, yes, you are able to apply, whereas back in the day, you weren't able to. You know, so I think the Irish have come a long way. What is the favorite part of around St. Patrick's Day? Well, obviously there's a lot of action here. And the green beer. I mean, just step and take a green beer. That started, uh, you know, that's over 50 years ago. And that started uh, just to create a little color up here. I mean, St. Patrick's Day wasn't celebrated like it is now. Back when I was 18 years old, you know. Really? I remember my lawyer, old Baco Young, he was a big politician up here, he called me, he was our family lawyer too. He said, Peter, can't you get something started up there? You know, this is 50, 60 years ago. You know, do something to make it colorful. So that's when we started painting the shamrock on the road, you know, and the green beer followed that. Now when you think of a Sunday afternoon, 
At 12 o'clock, there are 2,500 people out on Tompkins and Lowell drinking green beer on a Sunday morning. That's pretty good, isn't it? That's pretty good. And it's families. It's every, It's an occasion. What is an Irish pub? You know, back in the day, you know, that's where people got their news. That's where people, you know, learned about what happened 10 miles away or across the ocean. You know, people just told stories. There wasn't any TVs. There was a little radio, I'm sure. Pubs were kind of the place where you got your news. You had a conversation. And hospitality was always there. If you own an Irish pub, I think that's number one. I We always say to our staff here, hey, listen, there isn't just any point in extending hospitality within the four walls. You need to be outside, too. Somebody's walk, uh, passing you by on the uh, sidewalk, say uh, hello, because you might be the only person that says hello to him that day. You know, So it's, it's that type of thing, I think, that's important with an Irish pub. What makes an authentic Irish pub? Well, you know what? That's that's an interesting question because I get that a lot. We started this over in 79, our big change. But from a little neighborhood pub, same spot, into heading what we got here now, uh, I had never been to Ireland. And when I changed this, I had a friend of mine, Jacko Collins. I don't know if you remember Jacko. He used to be the commissioner of public works here. So I said to my friend Jacko, we got to go to Ireland. So anyways, we go to Ireland, 1980. And what an experience. It was like, seriously, it was like leaving Tipperary Hill years ago, going to Ireland and seeing people like my grandmother Fahey, my mother's mother. You know, it was like going back in time. You had all these old Irish, you know, you're sitting down by a fireplace in a pub and you're chatting. It was unbelievable that I met my relatives in Ireland and stayed with them. And anyways, the bottom line is, when I come back here, you know, there aren't too many pubs that look like this in Ireland, you know. We designed this after the old juries, our bar, you know, to make it look like what you'd like, one of the best places in Ireland. But most of the pubs are pubs, you know. And the thing that makes them work are the people in it, and how they operate them, meaning how they operate them. They just open up and it just happens. So, I think what makes an authentic Irish pub that I said to Jacko is, I think it's just, it's the people. Uh, we get them from all over, and, and they love Coleman's. It's what I wanted it to be, Brent, is a, a, a play. Well, they say, what do you want for Coleman's? This is years ago when I was going from a little saloon to what it's heading up to and be now. I said, I want a place. This is after my wild, crazy years as a young bartender and now I'm married, starting having kids. I got to grow up a little bit. What would I like for Coleman's? Uh, I would like it to be a place where it's well respected, meaning that, and well known, meaning if you come to Syracuse, that's great. You can go to the Carrier Dome and go to, at that time, I used to say the Carousel Center. Now it's Destiny, but Carousel Center. But you must go to Coleman's. Being an Irish person, almost. The, the further that you move away from your home country, some, sometimes the actual closer that you get. And I can certainly say, yes, I have become closer to my country, even though I'm further away. I have four older brothers back, back home, and, um, you know, I just, I just love heading back to visit and everything else. So what I try to do, do uh, here is try and share as much knowledge and as many things from my home country with everyone here as, as uh, possible. So that's great. It's fun. Hey, 
What do you say? Have a happy day cause we're living in Syracuse. To some, the Golden Corral is an all-you-can-eat heaven. To some, like me, I don't get it. My Syracuse.com colleague Katrina Tullock and I discussed the opening of Syracuse's, air quotes, most anticipated restaurant opening of the year, what to do and what not to do at the St. Patrick's Day Parade, and when we, as hardened central New Yorkers, can officially be sick of the snow. Topic number one, Katrina. Yes. The most anticipated restaurant opening in Syracuse, New York, according to one local news station. No. What is it? Golden Corral. Oh, my gosh. I just want to walk into the lake, Brent. <laughs> <laughs> Why does this happen? I don't, I don't... Central New Yorkers, they, they lose their minds they do. over national chains. We've seen this time and time again. Yeah. We saw it with Chick-fil-A when the line of cars was snaking around that plaza parking there. lot. I remember this. Oh, yeah. I was assigned to that one. Yeah, not by choice. <laughs> But also when Cheesecake Factory came to Destiny USA and yep. people were lining up and calling us asking, when does it open? Yeah. It's madness. Well, see, this is my question. Is this going to be something that sticks around like those that oh. you mentioned? Or is this going to go in the Kahunaville, Krispy Kreme Donuts, <laughs> um, Quizno Subs line of, right. we can't wait till it opens. And then two months later, you drive by and nobody's there. Well, here's the problem. It already has. We already had a Golden Corral. Up in Fulton, New York. That's right. And then it closed in 2005. And yep. people are ask, are acting like we've never had one before. I know. And, you know, it's kind of our fault, too. Because the media, we, fl- we oh, fan we the flames. It. We, we fan the flames. We also, we give people many opportunities to share these stories and talk about it more. And every time we do that, um, it just gets a little crazier. You've seen the headlines, right? I have. I didn't say, I can't remember if they said this year, but right. just the way they phrased Most that. Most anticipated. Like, what? <laughs> You know, on Channel 9, I heard one of the anchors say this was the biggest story last year when it was first announced that Golden Corral was coming. The biggest story in all of 2018 that they saw on their website. I mean, they do have a chocolate fountain. <laughs> so maybe, They do. And Katrina, they're cheap prices. I get it. Maybe it's us. Maybe we're missing out. Maybe we might we, be. We do. I would be excited if the Bob Evans was coming. Okay. okay? This is not Bob Evans, though. This is not Bob Evans. What's funny is when I saw Channel 9 talk about how hotly anticipated it was, they actually sent a reporter all the way to the Rochester Stop Golden Corral it. to ask customers at Golden Corral how much they love Golden Corral. <laughs> and that was a full story, which is astonishing. We'll see. I mean, how long is this one going to last? Over under two years. Oh, less than two years. Well, actually, you, you know, think so? no, wait, here's the thing. I just saw the Facebook page for it already has over 5,000 likes and over 80 five-star reviews. So stop it. <laughs> so people love it no matter what. I'm taking the over then. Right. It's the same guy that invented the pet rock. I mean, that guy made $2 million. <laughs> I wonder if they'll have the same fate because they, they, they do have a good spot. They do. You drive yeah. by on 690. Simon Drive. There it is. Right there. But right down the road is something that did not last. The, the, the Tilted Kilt. The tilted kilt. Oh, rest in peace, Tilted Kilt. Okay, topic number two. Okay. Speaking of St. Patrick's Day. Yes. It's the parade this week. It is. I have not been to the parade in years. Brent, you call yourself a central New Yorker. I, know, I feel so bad. Like, you got to show up every few years, <laughs> When's right? the last time you went to the parade? Ten it's years changed ago. a lot Easy. in the last I've decade. I've never brought my daughter. My daughter's never. That's been for the best. Do's and don'ts. If you got young kids, don't bring your kids. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about. Parades are supposed to be for kids, but it's just turned into like. No, it's just fest. debauchery, and yes. that's that's part of the fun, you know. If you're in your you know drinking age, 
or um, you know, you've got family who's been doing this for years and they know what to expect, then yeah, by all means, the cops do turn a blind eye for the folks drinking outside on Walton Street. That's part of the fun, right? But, you know, for like a six-year-old or a 10-year-old, I wouldn't bring them. Now, the parade is on a Saturday always, but this year it's the day before St. Patrick's Day. That might make it even so crazier. We, I was going to say, we stepping up our game this year or what? Maybe I will go this year. Maybe you should. Maybe I will just for the entertainment. Of, of what I'm going to see because people are going to step their game up. Man. Well, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. So just, you know, start drinking maybe light beers early in the day there if you're you going to be drinking. And go from light to dark. I think so. Save the Guinness for later. That's how I do it. Yeah. People sometimes go downtown. Sometimes they go to Tip Hill. I think the real parade folks, they do both. They take an Uber or a Lyft back and forth. And you know, because they have the painting of the shamrock on Tip Hill. Right around at that midnight. at midnight. Yeah. So if you want to stay up for that, you have to go slow throughout the day. Have snacks. What are some other do's and don'ts for parade day? Pace I yourself is certainly good advice. Definitely pace yourself. If you you know if it doesn't rain, if it doesn't snow, that's great weather in Syracuse for spring. So take full advantage of it. Go outside, wear a light jacket. You know what I do? I pack a peanut butter sandwich in my purse because sometimes you, you can't get into a restaurant. What about bathrooms? Oh God. Is it? You just got to, is it porta potty time? <laughs> if you're a lady, you're probably going to have to wait in a line. If you're a guy, I don't know, don't go into an alley at any point. Don't bring your kids into any alleyway because you don't want to see what's don't going on. Don't look down there, kids. <laughs> yeah, it's it's hard to find a bathroom. Speaking of weather, mm-hmm. uh, we need to settle this debate. Okay. We are hardened central New Yorkers. People listening to this are hardened central New Yorkers. They are. It's just in its nose here, okay? Yeah. When are we allowed, as hardened central New Yorkers, to be sick of the snow to actually officially say all right that's it stop it because here's mine first day of the ncaa tournament oh if i'm watching the ncaa tournament and it is snowing outside mm-hmm. i get irritated like you've had five months <laughs> that's it go away it's ncaa tournament time baseball's coming i want it's officially spring True. when the tournament's on like go away but Brent, you can still watch the game when you're inside. The St. Patrick's Day Parade, you got to be outside. That's so that's true. my day. That's when it's like, you know, the sun's got to shine down on us. They're painting the green stripe down Salina Street. You want to enjoy the parade. You want to enjoy the outdoors. That's my cutoff. Absolutely. Sadly, though, as sick as I am of the snow, I'm rooting for us to win the Golden Snowball. Oh, I know. Because it's a point of pride, right? If you're gonna, if it's gonna snow, you gotta go all in. You know, Buffalo's still in the lead. They're tough to beat. They're really tough to beat. Is there an actual award? There is. Who who there takes is, it? Does the mayor take golden it? Golden snowball. Who? <laughs> Where do it. the other? Oh, want, you want I it? I want it here. I want it here at Syracuse.com. Okay, then you're the you're the official snow man of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sick of it, but I want the trophy. We should go visit. Wouldn't that be a fun video to go visit where the actual trophy cases for the past Golden Snowball Awards. When they do the Stanley Cup, there's a keeper of the cup. Oh, totally. Have you ever seen this guy? Yeah. Do you think there's a keeper of the Golden Snowball Award? Let's find him. If you do have a case of the winter blues and are really sick of the snow, why don't you sit back and listen to this. Kathleen Mason from K Mace Productions talks with Jess Brown of Root Shock. Name of this song? Sunlight. Ah, sunlight. That's a pleasant thought. When you're looking 
I just always love to sing. Um, actually, now I just thought of, there was, there's like a video, which, you know, maybe someday will go viral, probably not, <laughs> of, of me when I'm like, I don't even know, like well, it four. Will now. I know, right? <laughs> I think probably my dad's the only one that has it, but my aunt was uh, recording me, and I was sitting on a balcony by myself um, while all the other, like my siblings were all like playing miniature golf, I believe, um, and she was recording me and I didn't know it and I was just singing like me and my Teddy it was like probably a Barney song or something at the time I don't even know (laughs) but I like it was so interesting when I watched the video again because I kept changing like the tempo I'd be like me and my Teddy getting all ready getting all ready for but then I'd be like me and my Teddy or whatever I like you made it your own I did and I was like look at me (laughs) I don't know I think I I like this yeah so I love it well thanks to Barney yeah Yeah, exactly for you (laughs) I guess I guess so you're in Rude Shock Mm -hmm. how did this band originate how did you meet up with some of the greats that are in the band and and decide that you wanted to roll out into into what Rude Shock is now I worked at the original Funkin' Waffles uh, when it was in the basement I worked there for quite a few years, and obviously I, you know, knew Adam Gold. I actually sang with Sophista Funk for a while, and I was kind of, like, just trying to be a part of the Syracuse music scene the mm-hmm. best I could. And Bill Apple, our bass player, he would come in every single day and get a coffee, and we'd talk. I mean, you know, he's a super social dude. Mm-hmm. And I think at one point he was in another band um, called Rhythm Wise, which I started singing with, which actually, this is like this whole cycle of musicians but cha-cha who plays with mosaic foundation mm-hmm. he oh, moved to, he moved he moved to ithaca but he was in this band at that time so i was doing like backup harmonies and it was my first like reggae band mm-hmm. at that point i mean i had done like funk and hip-hop and jazz and a bunch of other different kind of thing um and then cha-cha had to move so then we're like okay well we can't have we have to change the name of the band like you can't just Hey, we have a female like white singer now. Like we're the same band. No, it's, it's a different. It's a different whole musical experience. Wake up and see. Your inspiration for songs, mm-hmm. where does it come from, your writing? Where, is there a specific place? Hmm. For me, a lot of it's, like, uh, memories. And, like, I'm one of those people that I usually, like, if something happens, I, like, just kind of, okay, this is what we're going to do. Like, I don't really mm-hmm. think about it too much. Mm-hmm. I just kind of do what's necessary to, you know, if it's if it's good or bad right. um and and then later on i'll kind of like okay well how did that make me feel and like you know how am i able to express that experience um and i try i try to do it through song sometimes it just happens sometimes there's a lot still in here that mm-hmm. i haven't been able to write um so it really depends on i don't i don't even know <laughs> it depends on on like the spirit moving it's right. either not moving or it is um and it can either come out um, or kind of get stuck in your head. Rock the boat and make a way. 
What we do creates a ripple So live simple Tell me how long must I wait For these waves to dissipate Where can people find you? Where can people find you solo with Ruchak? What's coming up next? I'm actually doing this cool thing on the 16th of March um, in Nelson. What is it? The, the Nelson Odeon? The Nelson Odeon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right, just right outside of Kaz. We're going to do a stripped down version of Ruchak and kind of do it as acoustic as possible. Um, so it's going to be a different experience. Yeah, it's not going to be like in your face like, yeah, it's just going to kind of, you know. That's awesome. Do a different version of our songs, I guess. Sounds from our next episode. Oh yeah, the Americana sound of Chris Merkley. That's next week on the Stick to Syracuse podcast. We thank you for listening to Episode 5. Reminder, we're on Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. Please subscribe. If you do listen to us on iTunes, we'd appreciate it if you would rate and review this podcast. Thank you so much to Peter Coleman and David Hoyne for joining us. Jess Brown with Kathleen Mason, my Syracuse.com colleague Katrina Tullock, and to you for listening. Until next time, may the road rise up to meet you. May the wind always be at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face and rains fall soft upon your fields. I'm Brent Axe. From a bit of a standstill back to a breakneck pace. I'm a lazy man with an active mind. My imagination is running wild. With a world I want of the wood I choose It's a little job with a lot to do New York to Nashville Again I'm on my way From a bit of a standstill Back to a breakneck